0: Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I've got a a fresh face in the clubhouse today, someone we haven't heard from, um, but he is a fan of a team that I'm near and dear to my heart. But he's got some unique stories, and I'm so grateful to have him in. So, Zach, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm
1: doing great, Bill. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be with you.
0: I'm happy that you're here, too. You've got some... First of all, I can see in the background there, you're a Dodger fan, right?
1: Well, I loved Sandy Koufax. He was my hero growing up. It uh, um, probably still is. If, you know, he was just terrific. And as a as a teenager in L.A. growing up, a Dodger fan in the '60s, he was the man. So
0: he was I will always
1: man. be a Sandy guy.
0: You, I, you know, I was born after he retired, but my my grandfather, um, who had passed away shortly before I was born, uh-huh. he says, "I want to." I want a grandson who's a Dodger fan, a Kopex fan, a left-handed pitcher. He got all of it for me. I'm left-handed, I was a pitcher, I'm a Dodger fan, I'm a Sandy fan, I'm a Clayton Kershaw fan. What can I say? Clayton's pretty yeah. good too, you know. Right. You can't take that That's away. Funny. But you've got some baseball history behind me. Tell me a little bit about your baseball history. I do. Well, I
1: was I was fortunate growing up. My dad uh was working around L.A. and, and uh, got to meet a lot of the Dodger brass. They had just moved out in 58. And uh, he got to got to know quite a few people that worked with the organization. One of those people were, uh, was Tommy Lasorda. And they became very, very close and went everywhere together, did everything together. And, and uh, of course, Tommy at that time was a scout. Uh, And we are talking about roughly about 1964. And in 65, they decided to make him a manager. Uh, So they sent him to the rookie league in Pocatello, Idaho. That lasted a season before the team was moved from Pocatello to Ogden, Utah in 1966. Tommy came to my dad and said, I'm going to manage the summer in Ogden can I take your son with me and allow him to run the clubhouse, take care of the players? My dad should, sure, no problem, you know, take him, take him with you. And so I spent the summer in Ogden with Tommy as the clubhouse guy, as the trainer, as the traveling secretary, I did all that stuff. And he had no coaches, obviously the lowest level of baseball. Uh, and the guys that he had as players were guys that, most likely were signed in that June's draft season started later June and lasted three months. That was what the rookie league season back then was. So I went and I did that for three years and uh, eventually uh, I went back to LA and, and uh, I got a job with the big club in the major league clubhouse in 69 and 70. And I was a clubhouse kid and And, you know, shined the shoes and cleaned the toilets and took care of the dugouts. sat down the left field line in Dodger Stadium. Uh, I will say 69, 70, 71, the team was a little lean on talent, didn't didn't have very good years after Drysdale had retired. And uh, so we hit a dry spell there as far as the big club was doing, Uh, but I got my my feet wet in baseball there. Um, I ended up getting out of that, um, selling sporting goods, doing some other things. I got married, started my family. And then I got a call from Texas. Uh, Bobby Valentine was down there. He was the manager. Tom Greve was the general manager. I knew Tom casually, but he said, why don't you come on down and interview? The visiting clubhouse in Texas is open. And we'd like to interview you. Make a long story short, I got the job. I took the job in 1988. I ran the visiting clubhouse for seven years. I ran the home clubhouse for 15 years. And I retired in 2010. Uh, I mentioned my boys, all four of them worked in there. Uh, Three of them decided to stay in the game. Uh, So I, I didn't mind retiring, honestly, because I now live my life vicariously through those three and through their teams. So everything and, in the end worked out, but I have had uh, a lot of years in baseball and I've been very fortunate.
0: Okay. And so now you had to develop relationships with players. Do you have a couple favorite players of yours that, that you just, they're just excellent guys and you just love seeing them?
1: Well, I it my if you're talking about my ranger days, uh
0: I would Anytime uh, I, Rangers. I, I would say,
1: well, I, I even when I was a kid and I went my dad, I was again fortunate that my dad knew enough people to get me in the clubhouse. So I walked in the clubhouse and when I met Maury Wills, he gave me a, 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 a fielder's glove, one of his gloves. And I had that glove for years. And Maury Wills was my again another hero of mine as a position player. I played shortstop in high school, not a bad player. Uh, I patterned my game after him. I wore number 30 where I could. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I would say, uh, on the top of my baseball list and, and I'm an old school guy, Bill, when we talk about baseball, I always go back to the sixties and okay. I talk about Clemente and Aaron and, you know, uh, Mays and, and all those guys, uh, And they were my, they were my guys. And uh, when I got to where I worked in the clubhouse, that aura kind of disappeared that I had as a youngster became more of a business. But I will say in Texas, Darren Oliver, Bobby Witt, uh, Michael Young, uh, in particular, Michael was, you know, I, I saw him from the start and saw him just really blossom into a, a, a what I think is was a hall of fame player. Uh so th- those guys uh you know my years in Texas were great. We had great teams in the middle in the middle 90s, 95, 96 to 99. We we had some good ball clubs and with Pudge and Juan and all those guys so I had fun with all of them. Uh but really, you know, when you get to where I got to and my position became a job and you couldn't really afford to have favorites. You tried to treat everybody equally, rookies and veterans alike. Although I, I, I do, I do have a, a a thing for service time. Again, that's old school. I know a lot of people don't think that way now, but uh, mm-hmm. to me, you know, that's how I was raised. I mean, uh, you know, when you. When you have the time and you, you put that time in and you did that grind for 154 or 162, whatever it was, you earned that. And uh, it seems to be missing from today's game.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And and I love the fact that you mentioned Michael Young because there's three players, two of them were, were Rangers that you're familiar with, but there's three players that I've always kind of thought, man, I wish more guys would play the game like these guys do. Because they always just suited it up, came out to play. You didn't hear about them, you know, a lot of shenanigans or anything like that. Right. That was Michael Young, Ian Kensler, and um, Dustin Pedroia. Yes. All three of those guys were just class act guys. They just showed up. They did the game. They signed for the kids. They they recognized that their time was limited on the field, Yeah, at least – that's the way that i saw it from a fan's sure. perspective right and they just they play i, I mean are you going to say anything negative about dustin or or ian or or michael probably not i yeah. mean yeah they nice yeah well. michael
1: uh, michael is he's just a classy guy he just you know went about his business and uh he led uh by example not so much by words but by his work ethic and his the way he conducted himself with his wife and his family and the organization. He's just a class guy. And, uh, you know, he'd be right at the top of my list right now. But as far as visiting players, which to me was a little more fun in my career, I enjoyed that probably the most of all those seven years. And the, the players were just, they're friends of mine today. And it's, you know, it's a number of years later, but Kirby Puckett, I never saw a player like him. He was, he was incredible as a, as a, as a teammate. He was uh, the, the the greatest athlete I've ever seen Bo Jackson, unbelievable guy. Uh, George Brett, Robin Young. I mean, you go right down the list of those kinds of guys that played when I was there in the late eighties and through the nineties and into the two thousands. There were some terrific ball
0: players. Oh yeah, the uh, Garrett Anderson, uh, Tim yes. Salmon. Yeah. I mean, you could you could go down through, and let's not forget guys like Ricky Henderson. That's right.
1: Well, you know, we talk about you mentioned the Angels, Darren Erstad. Mm-hmm. He's a player. I mean, he's a he, he he's a game guy that's going to give you everything he's got. You know, every time he comes to the park. Yep.
0: Yeah. No. And I, you know, I. As you know, I I grew up in Orange County. I'm a Dodger fan, but I grew up in Orange Mm -hmm. County. And I've been to that ballpark. The only place I haven't been in that ballpark, I want to say, is the dugout in the clubhouse. Uh, But I've been to every nook and cranny because back in the days when I was in high school years ago, they used to have getaway days on Wednesdays, right? Where you didn't have these off days on Thursday for travel days. And so if the Angels had a getaway day, the tickets, you could sit up in the nosebleed for a dollar. We, yeah. you know, ditch practice, go up, sit up right. a nosebleed for a buck. Right. By the end of the game, we're down on field level because everybody's gone. Right. Sure. So yeah. But Okay. Yeah. So I want to transition to, to you a little bit. You've had some phenomenal experiences, but I hear you have a book out. Tell me about I your do. book.
1: I have a book. Uh, La Sorda U. Um, okay. It chronicles the 68 season. Um. And you, you got to understand that, you know, and I know it's hard for people to probably get this, but you have a certain period in your life, I guess, where you feel like that's the most impactful time of your life when you reflect back. And so in my reflection back, those three years that I spent with Tommy here in Ogden uh, were by far uh, my my most Impactful three years of my life. I mean, I grew up, I became, you know, I went from a kid to a, a semi man, you know, uh, I learned a lot, I got a lot of experience. In the end, it turned out that I didn't know many years later I would be a major league equipment manager, but that's just how the cards fell, I thank Tommy for that, I thank my dad for that, Uh, but my my love of the game continues with my family involved, Um, when Tommy passed, and I've known those Sordas for 60 years, uh, when Tommy passed, uh, it, you know, it, it revived this Ogden experience for me, and I felt like it just was something that needed to be chronicled We'd hear the stories no longer, at least not from Tommy's lips. So uh, they're in the book. I think it's a good book. I think it's um, it's about, uh, obviously about Tommy, but it's about the guys that didn't make it. It's not about Steve Garvey. It's not about Bill Buckner. It's not about Bobby Valentine. It, you know, we know what they did. It's about the 20-some guys that I was able to find after 54 years and interview and get their feelings on Ogden and Tommy. And I think the book really uh, is for them, um, for the guys that didn't make it, for the guys that loved it, for the guys that lived it, for the guys that will always remember it. And uh, and it's a tribute to Tommy. So uh, I love a, a, dual, a dual meaning there.
0: I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, yeah it's going to be fun. Now, is this the first book that you've written? Or have you published other first
1: books? First book. It is the first book. Um, you know, I've talked about a couple other things and there might be a book or two down the lane here. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, like to write a children's book. I have a, I have a, a soft spot for kids. So I, I may not look it, but, uh, cause they say I have a face for radio, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I do. I have four kids. I love kids. I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Uh, yeah, I like to take a crack at a at a children's book uh, with a baseball theme.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. In fact, we were just my wife and I just took two of my nephews. We have seventeen nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. and we just took wow. two of them up to L.A. up to the Museum of Tolerance. Okay. Um, which is a phenomenal place. And there's a children's book written about Sandy Koufax. Really. There. Yeah, in fact I've got a copy of it. I'll I'll try to get it out to you. But it's it's very interesting because it takes it from a perspective of do you know who Sandy Koufax is? Yeah. That type of a thing. And it was just a, a gorgeous book. Absolutely phenomenal book.
1: Huh, um
0: cool. and so yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to get you yeah. one out. But it's yeah. pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Huh. So um okay, so we know that you got a book. We know that you got the stories. I cannot wait to read your book. But for those of you that are listening, Zach, where do they get it? Where do they get your book? Uh, Actually
1: go to Amazon and if Mm -hmm. you put in Lasorda University, the book will pull up. It's available through Amazon in a soft cover and a hard cover. There is another publisher called Lulu.com. L-U-L-U. Lulu makes a premium hard cover of the book Uh, for anybody that, you know, wants a little higher quality paper, a little higher quality photos, a dust jacket on the book, something they're going to keep up on a, uh, on a bookshelf or as a, a a memento a good source to get a quality uh, hardcover would be lulu.com. But the Amazon hardcover is great. Uh, It is uh, I have one here. It is cover printed rather than uh, having a dust jacket. Mm -hmm. It is cover printed. Other than that, it's a beautiful book. So um, 118 photographs um, and a lot of jokes and a lot of stories and a lot of pranks. And uh, those 20 some individuals that I interviewed all had terrific things to say. And what I find most interesting uh, in, in dealing with these guys is they were from all parts of the country. And so, their responses were very, were saying the same thing, but it all sounded different because they were from South Carolina as opposed to California or Texas or New yes. York. They expressed themselves so differently about the same subject. So I found that to be uh, an interesting part in doing the research of it all. You know, um, I'm just okay. starting to hear from some of them. I just got their books out to them. Uh, I had about a dozen guys respond and the response was terrific. I mean, they were, they, they were so pleased, which made me happy because as I said before, I wrote this book for them yeah, and for myself.
0: Well, it's very therapeutic to be able to put things down in memories. Like you say, 1969 is, see, I always go to the, the 81, 82, 83 seasons yeah. because that's when I was first impressionable so sure, I can understand sure. that. And I yeah. think that that's phenomenal that you did. I can't wait my get my hands on a copy of the book. Well, um,
1: I'm going to send you a book. After we talk, I'm going to get an address. But I, I think what, what you'll see is what we've done is we've interspersed the
0: right.
1: photographs throughout the pages. And right. what I think that did was it gives the reader a visual uh, of what we're talking about. Because as you just said, 1968 it was a long time ago a lot of you guys weren't around and mm-hmm. i'm hoping there's young readers like yourself out there that'll give this book a shot and 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 see that it's a book about life and it's a book about a lot of things other than baseball and i think i i think even w- w- women children i hope you know that are of reading age and all i hope they all enjoy it it's a clean book and it's a, it, and it's uh it's got some terrific stories.
0: I, I cannot wait. Now, now for you top fans out there that are listening to this, Zach and I have, have developed a pretty decent relationship. We've got each other's cell phone numbers. When you buy the book, if if you have an inkling that you want it signed, reach out to me on IM, on Instagram at Top Fan Rivalry or Twitter. And I'll be happy to make sure that your book gets signed. Okay. I so will, we'll make I sure that I will be
1: happy to work with you on that bill anytime.
0: Yeah. Anytime. We'll make so, sure that that happens. And I,
1: I'm, that... I'm hoping I'm hoping to get a website up, okay, that will allow them to order the book through the author signed. So okay. I'm hoping that that all pans out. We're working on the website now, and uh, so we'll see how that all works out. But uh, I I would love to autograph. Uh, well, the only thing Bill is, it might devalue the book, but. Ah.
0: <laughs> I doubt it. If, if you're willing,
1: if you're willing to take that chance, I'm willing to autograph it.
0: <laughs> I doubt it, my friend. That's that's amazing. That's for those of you that don't know Zach. That's Zach's humility right there. He's yeah. being he's being humble. Oh, I'm yeah, a humble writer.
1: I, believe me, I'm just a guy that wrote a story. Believe me.
0: Listen, you've got some I great think- experiences, and and you travel all throughout the country, going to different things, and so. Um, when your website gets up, hopefully we'll be able to, and I'll I'll try to link some of the stuff on the top Dan website as well, so that people can actually go and meet you in person, bring their book, get it signed, yep. whatever it might be. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, my um, plan,
1: my my plan, kind of right now is is uh, to focus in Southern California, uh, do as many events as we can uh, in that area. I might tie myself into the Lasorda Wines and the. The, uh, the the events that they go to, I may join them. So okay. I'm hoping to be in Southern California a lot. Of course, my son's with the Angels. My other son's with the Giants. So, uh, and I grew up in California. So I've got a I've got California roots. Believe me, and uh, I'll be out there. And uh, a uh, uh, an autograph is the least I can do. Believe me.
0: Perfect. When you get out here too, we'll figure out a time to do a meal or something like that. That'd be great. Times.
1: That'd be awesome. Love to do that.
0: But um, for those of you top fan rivalry followers that are listening to this, this is not the first time. This is the first time, but it definitely is not going to be the last that Zach's going to be on. Um, This is a phenomenal individual who I had a chance to meet at an event. Um, Just a very, very, he said everything already. I mean, he's a family guy that just loves and recognizes the fact that baseball has blessed his life. So please go to Amazon. Please buy his book. If you want an autograph, just work through me. I'll be happy to get it done. Um, And I just I love the fact that you took the time out to do this because I wish more people had these stories that they'd be willing to share and take the time. So I'm so grateful that you've done this. Well, I
1: appreciate it. Bill. It was a great meeting you at the Fullerton event. And um, uh, the last thing I'll say about the book and and maybe even give myself a little pat on the back here was I wrote it all. Every word in it. I wrote. Every idea that's in it, I thought of. And so I'm proud of that fact, uh, simply because I'm not a writer. And it's a, it, you know, it's a story that I wanted to get out there. And I think it's a worthwhile story. And it's written through the eyes of a 16 year old. So that, that I think is the structure of it. And I think the the charm
0: of the book. Absolutely. And yeah. and anytime, and I'm glad that you brought that up brought that up because you mentioned it to me before and i i neglected to mention it but this isn't ghost written this is zach telling zach's stories and that's that's what makes this thing so very very special so it's all
1: true it's all true it's there's no and i say there's a bit of bull durham in it but only in similarities you know bull durham was a fantasy the ogden dodgers was no fantasy
0: no no, no, so. absolutely not. Yeah, so so Zach, I'm so grateful that you joined. What can we have you on again, maybe in November and in December, to talk a little bit absolutely. more about it and and take you care of it from there? I'm ready. Okay, top fan rivalry, uh, followers. This is Zach. I will tag him, um, when this goes up. This interview is being filmed on Friday, it'll go up on Monday. Um, it'll be on the YouTube channel, it'll also be on. Um, the website it'll also be on Spotify, so you'll be able to catch it anywhere. I implore you, if you're looking for good Christmas gifts, your Dodger fans, please go out and order this early and often, and get yourself a couple copies of it. You know, there's, I can't imagine there's anything in it, in here that you wouldn't want to do. And as soon as I get my copy, I'll give you guys my thoughts on it. But if it's as good as Zach saying, which I doubt, I I doubt that he's wrong on it. I can't wait to get it in my hands. So please order it. And again, if you want it signed, let me know and we'll work you through. But Zach, thanks so much for your time today.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Bill.
0: You bet. Anytime. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.